Hello, and welcome to The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Friday, September 25th, around 12 a.m., Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. Hey, as you know from listening last night, I'm going to be ending this show on the 30th of September. If you didn't listen last night, I bet that felt blunt. But um, yeah, we've got a few days left of doing the goodnight show. I've absolutely loved it, but time and projects are taking me in other directions. Fear not, though, because some of this will be living on in other ways. And I bet after the weekend, I will tell you more about that. Hey, for the last few days, you can still become a part of this show. All you have to do is send your positive stories, sex and relationship advice questions, and recommendations for things to read and watch. You can still text me at this time or leave me a voicemail by hitting up the number 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Or for the time being, you can email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. And Instagram and Twitter is at thegoodnightpod. Thank you so much to everybody who played bingo last night because that was just fun. The next time you can do a game night with me is Wednesday, September 30th. There's a happy hour at 6 p.m. That's a happy hour hang and a night owl hang at 9 p.m. Those are both Rochelle times. So that'd be four and seven my time next Wednesday. So if you want to do that, let me know. Let's welcome into the show the producer and my friend, he produces a good night show and he hangs with me, Mr. Noah Everhart. Noah, hello, dude. Good night to you. Good night to you, Daniel. Hey, so this is what I've decided. Wednesday, for the final show, mm-hmm. I will be laying everything out for what happens next. What's gonna what 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 we what we believe is going to live on in either incarnations, what's exactly gonna happen to the Patreon, how you can still support the things that I'm doing should you choose to, how you can still be able to, if some of those things that live on include, you know, listener submission material, how you'll still be able to do that. I will tell you this, I, you, you're you going to have to go somewhere else for a weekly riddle and there's nothing <laughs> I can do about that. Maybe, maybe I'll every once in a while put a riddle on the social. But if you've seen The Social Dilemma, you won't even know about it. And that is good for you, too. So uh, plan on the final show, me laying everything out. But also through the course of this, I might say some other things as we do them. Okay? Now, it is Friday. So let's not dwell on things that might bum us out. Let's be happy about things in the world that give us a positive push as we head into the weekend. And we have a story submitted by submitted by a listener named Sarah who says, good night to the gang, Daniel Nuno and the whole crew. I think you're going to love this one. Everyone needs to look up the video though. It's beautiful. Much love, Sarah. I'm just going to read this story. Using chalk and his imagination, Dave, how would you do this? No, Palazzolo? 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 Yeah. Palazzolo. Dave Palazzolo has turned his Salt Lake City driveway into a racetrack for his four-year-old neighbor, Quinn. Not, not kid. Neighbor. 
That's a fun neighborhood. In June, Palazzolo began receiving nightly notifications from his security camera that someone was in his driveway. Every time he looked, Palazzolo saw Quinn riding his bike up and around the cement. He finally decided that if Quinn was going to use his driveway as a racetrack, it might as well look like one. Palazzolo waited for it to get dark. Then he used chalk to create a simple track. When Quinn came back the next day, Palazzolo could see the excitement on his face when the boy realized the racetrack was for him. This And there's a photo here that I love. Since then, Palazzolo has drawn several tracks, replacing those that were washed away by the elements. He's crafted a device so he can draw straight chalk lines and also has been doing his homework, looking up different famous racetracks and modifying them for his modest driveway. Palazzolo and Quinn's family didn't know each other before this and bonding over the racetrack has been amazing. Quinn's dad, Josh, told CBS News just that we can... Uh, be a part of something like that, that we can see the good side of humanity. It feels good. I love shit like this. You had friends across the street you didn't even know. But a little trespassing ass kid brought you together. Also, what fun. I I know that the kid loves it, but what fun to create a racetrack. Especially if you've made a tool, like a, a cool tool to drop chalk for you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm behind all of this. Here's another great story. In 1982, this comes from the Good News Network. You can, uh, after we're wrapped up shop here on the Good Night Show, I would recommend you go there for good stuff in your life. In 1982, a wealthy businessman quietly set up a philanthropic foundation. His goal was to secretly give away his entire fortune. Now, 38 years later, he has achieved his goal at the age of 89. Chuck Feeney, Mr. Feeney, if you're a Boy Meets World fan, made his money as a co-founder of the Duty-Free Shoppers Group, building a nest egg of $8 billion over the course of his life. The Irish-American is known for his frugality and humanity. Despite his riches, he does not own a car, he rents a small apartment, he flies economy class, and he owns only one pair of shoes. That's irresponsible. Feeney managed to keep his charitable activities hidden from the public for 15 years until his identity was revealed to the public in 1997 when he burst into a room and told everybody, it's me. I'm joking. I made that up. It was made public when he sold his shares in the company. He still maintained a low profile, but this week, Feeney's foundation, the Atlantic Philanthropies? Philanthropies? No, say it my way. Philanthropies finally ran out of money. It's like when you watch Great British Baking Show and they're like, it's schedule. (laughs) The elderly businessman told The Guardian that he was very happy with completing this on my watch. Like he's in the Night's Watch, y'all. He urged the other super rich folks not to wait until after they have passed passed away to experience the joy of giving away their fortunes. I mean, you can't take it with you. George Strait said it, folks. You'd never see a hearse with a luggage rack. In addition to its uh, direct financial impact, the businessman's charitable actions inspired Bill Gates and Warren Buffet to establish the Giving Pledge for the world's richest people. How many listeners think that I really think that's what Warren's last name is? (laughs) 
In explaining what motivated his generosity, Feeney said, wealth brings responsibility. People must define themselves or feel a responsibility to use some of their assets to improve their lives of their fellow humans or else create intractable problems for future generations. Expressing his admiration for what his friend has accomplished in his life, Buffett said that Feeney is, quote, my hero and Bill Gates' hero. He should be everybody's hero. Noah, can I ask you an interesting question I've been thinking about lately? Sure. What is your number? What is the number of money you could make annually that is enough to where you would feel like, this is a crazy amount of money. Like, there's no way I would need more than this. And then if every dollar after that you made, so you could still make more, but if every dollar after that you made, you would be fine with a wealth tax. Like you would be fine if they were like, like if you told me, this is obviously the hypothetical because I don't want to lead your answer. But if you told me it was $100 a year, right? And they were going to say to you, okay, cool. We're going to tax... 70% of everything you make after $100, $100. So you make $200, you're then you'll you'll get to keep 30 of that two, of that extra 100. We're going to take 70 and you'll be like, "Fine. I that that means I told you all I needed was 100. Now I have 130. So whatever. Take 70%. Do you have in your mind what that number would be annually where you would be like, "Everything after this, that's already more than I could need and maybe you would still do charitable stuff with that." But everything after this amount, get, help people. Have you ever thought about what that number would be annually? That you're like, that's still crazy money. So you can take whatever you need after that. Yeah, I, th- I feel like... I feel like... Hmm, that's a good, that's a good question. Maybe like half a million? You, half a million? I mean, if I'm going to tell you this. Me, I know, what? but I'm going to tell you this out of love. We're talking about you, you don't need to. I'm, we're not talking about buying islands, right? But we're talking about like, and you can still say half a million. There's not a wrong answer. I just want you to factor in like half a million. Like if you had some big health problem, you're going to go through that real quick. Or if someone in your life had a big health problem. So half a million is definitely enough money to live on. I'm talking about like, okay, I'll tell you my number. All right. Sure. It's like, there's no way I would need more money than this. There's no way all the people I would want to help out. I would have more than enough money to help all of them. And I'm talking about like personal. I would have more than enough money to be a charitable person. I would have more than enough money to just be like, Hey, do you want to go to France? Like, and then everything after this amount, you can take 70% and help as many people as you want. Because I already have already too much money. That number for me is $11 million. If I was making $11 million a year, there's no fucking way I need more money. Right? There's no fucking yeah. way. There's probably no fucking way after $4 million. There's probably no, no fucking way after 2 to be honest. But at eleven, there it's unfathomable. Unfathomable that I would need more money. If so, that's what I'm factoring. On. You could still stick to 500 if you feel like it. But oh, the idea to me that somebody would be making 11 million dollars a year and then be like, "Don't you fucking take any more? 
And be like, what do you need? <laughs> what do you need? So that's my number. Are you still good at 500K? You can you totally- put it that way. Uh, I, I'd probably up it to, you know, I'd probably go, I'd, I'd say like around 10, a, a round number. Yeah. Right. 10 and you're, cause right. Cause like yeah. after 10, if somebody was like, sure. Hey, you made 20, but we're, and we're going to take 7 million of that and give it away. You'd be like, wait, so sure. I only need 10. So you're still giving me three more. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like even at, even at 10 or 11 million, with the taxes I'm paying on that amount. So what? I'm left with six? Okay. Like, there's no way. There's no way. I'd be able to do whatever the fuck I wanted. I, I don't know. So I, that, I, I say all that to say, like, I'm totally in line with this guy. And at the <laughs> end of your life, at 89, like... You could say like he I, I hope he banked away like a mill for himself because a mill will last him the rest of his life, especially mm-hmm. how he lives. Yeah, give it away. <sighs> also, like if you're Michael P. Keatoning me right now, like you're listening to this and you're like, you're disgusting, Dan. Then like, I don't know how you got this far with me. You're probably so glad this show is ending. But why were you listening? We'll take a quick break. I'll be right back. Hey, good night, gang member. I know that's like the nicest, friendliest gang I think we can be in, hopefully, or at least the one you would enjoy the most. Well, I want to tell you about something else you might enjoy. I am now on Cameo. Yeah. I did it. And why did I do it? Because I like being able to send direct messages, video messages to people who enjoy what I do. So if you have someone in your life that you want to send a birthday wish to, because hopefully they're a fan of mine, that'd be crazy if you have me do one for your aunt and she doesn't even know me, but that's also totally fine. I'll do it. Or you just need me to tell someone in your life to help clean up this house. I'll do that too. Or Maybe you just want some encouragement yourself, being like, hey, Dan, this is something I'm dealing with right now. Would love to get your thoughts. And if you can help cheer me up or think about it in a different way, I would love to have a video of that. Well, now you can. All you have to do is go to Cameo, search for me, Daniel Van Kirk, or I have like a link tree, which is in my Twitter profile and my Instagram profile, as well as it's probably up at DanielVanKirk.com. You can find my Cameo there is what I'm trying to say. I will get the message to you right away. I don't think I've taken more than 24 hours for any of the ones that I've already done. It's also a really cool way for me to meet more of you. So let me know what you would like me to make a video about. Maybe tell me where you are or where the person that I'm sending this to where there. Any information you can give me is just going to make it all that much more fun. And it doesn't have to be something just like a birthday or an anniversary. Anything at all that you think it would be cool to have me make a message to you or to somebody you care about or maybe somebody you don't. Like I'll let your boyfriend know like, hey, I'm afraid it's not working out and you need to start focusing on this, these few things to make him or her happy or them. If you're in a throuple, I'll talk to both of them. Just let me know. Just go to cameo.com and uh, yeah, hit me up. All right. Hey, we're back tonight. 
pen pals live on zoom so many reasons for you to be there we are rory and i are reading the pen pals the movie treatment boom we're gonna be hanging out with all of you we're gonna announce the dates for next month's show we're gonna have special like uh, incentives for people who are there and want to have tickets for the next show. Plus, we're going to be announcing some fun stuff happening with the Patreon. There's And it's just going to be a great time. So that's tonight, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Be there. Go to danielvankirk.com. Tomorrow night is the Live Dumb People Town with Mike Berbiglia. Again, guess what? We're going to announce our next show. I'll tell you it's going to be in November. I know that already for Dumb People Town. I already know the guests. You won't believe it when we say it. We're announcing those. Well, you'll believe it, but you'll be jazzed. And we have some great stuff we're going to talk about. Plus, just do a super, super fun show. Go to danielvankirk.com if you want to find out if at 6.30 Pacific on Saturday, September 26th, there are any passes, tickets, whatever left. All right. Let's do a couple more of these before we get out of here. The serendipitous journey of an unusual chair found in, Baltimore, found in a Baltimore thrift store is bringing joy to people all over the world. And this chair is, this is your Aunt Deb's chair from her condo in Florida. That is all that is. Like, there's probably cocaine hidden in the legs of this chair. Thea Lena. Would you, what is it, Taya? I would guess Taya. All right, let's go with Noah's guess. Taya Lena, or Lena. I'm going to go Lena. Taya Lena, which sounds like an Avatar character, but I don't. I mean that as a positive, was searching for light fixtures earlier this month when she happened upon a fish chair with a price tag of $740. She snapped a photo of the chair and posted it on a popular Facebook group named Weird Secondhand Finds That Just Need to Be Shared. Guys, pare it down. Emily Del Favero, one of the group's many members who lives in Syracuse saw the post and was stunned. She had the exact chair tattooed on her leg. But Emily never owned the chair. She saw it once and felt compelled to get it tattooed on her. Okay, side note here. Do you know how much thought I've put into what tattoos I'm going to get? <laughs> and some people are out here fucking looking at chairs and going, I need that on my body for the rest of my life. For the right chair, I would, I would do that too. But I'm more in your boat. Yeah. That's the fate about it, Emily said. I saw that chair and it was everything for me. Okay. I don't want to yuck your yum. So Emily posted a photo of her tattoo in the comment section on the Facebook post. The group went wild. Hundreds of members of the group felt a call to action. A GoFundMe raised the funds for the chair in less than 24 hours. Members began volunteering to drive the chair from Baltimore to Syracuse, a total of 330 miles. Drivers managed pickup locations to pass along the chair. See, this is a great goddamn story. Seeing this group of people from all over the world saying nothing but positive things, it just made me forget about everything bad that we've been living through, said member Rosita Smith. These names... They're all looking for Carmen San Diego. Being able to do something for a complete stranger was sim- while sim- simultaneously touching the lives of so many others 
uh, and so many other people has been overwhelming. The chair arrived at its final destination, the movie, on Monday, a process that united the whole group of strangers in a single act of kindness. And then there's a picture of this goddamn ankle tattoo on the leg or on the chair. Wow. That's amazing. That was a journey. I love that chair too. I really do. You do? Yeah. I don't know if I would have it in my house. This is the type of I shit that $10 million Noah is going to spend money on. He's not going to help anybody. <laughs> it's how I'm going to lose the $10 million. What justification do you think for that chair being 750 bucks? It's probably handcrafted. Look at those fish. It's There's definitely so handcrafted. That's a lot of aftermarket work. The cushion's not even straight on it. Yeah, and I'm not even sure the that the pin in the cushion is centered. It's part of the charm. You know. All right, guys. I mean, we got a few days left on the Goodnight Show. Let's see if we can get this woman to sell the chair to Noah. <laughs> we'll do a GoFundMe for it. Also, does it bother you at all that her tattoo is not entirely accurate? It's a blue it's and yellow cushion. She went multicolored. Hers looks like a bunt cake. Is that what those look like? Like a coffee cake? Sure. Mm-hmm. A colorful bunt cake. Yeah. That's amazing. She better love... I mean, she can never get rid of this chair, literally or figuratively. Mm-hmm. She better not. Oh, man. All right. Noah, I've got a riddle for you. Are you ready for it? Yeah, let's let's do it. Do you think you're going to get the last riddle right? <sighs> Only time will tell. I'm going to have a... I'm going to have a simple one for you. Ready? Mm-hmm. What can you catch but not throw? What can you catch but not throw? I think I have an idea. You do? I've 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 thoughts. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Make that your bio on all <laughs> social media. I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> what can you catch but not throw? All right, dude, do you have a positive story for me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for me, the, the positive um, is that even though even though the good night show is, is ending and that's something that we, we've, you know, recently talked about, it's uh, that's kind of caused me to really reflect on the the past six months or so when we're doing the show and really revisit things and and think about how I've grown and what I've learned and and what we've done and what we've accomplished and um I don't know that's that's it's brought me some 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 good feelings uh because yeah the, the show has meant a lot to me and you know I'm sad to see it go but at the end of the day there's there's so much that um so much good that's come from it so awesome that's that's for me that's yeah. great dude i love that um my positive story has just been um i mean a couple things like this week i promoted that we donated the money from the last bingo night not not last night's but the one before to um second wind dreams and uh they seem to be so happy with the contribution that uh, everybody who played bingo made to them. And that was just like, 
really great to see. And then I even had a friend of mine who's in charge of their company's like charitable donations, and it's an extremely large company. And uh, they're putting that on the list of the charities that they donate to, that their company is going to donate to this year. Um, uh, He texted me and he was like, what do you know? And I said everything I knew about him and the vetting and research that I had done. And uh, he really liked it. So that like, it's just cool when you see charitable actions, not to blow myself up because really everybody who played bingo made, made, made that happen as much as me. But uh, when you see charity breed more charity, I absolutely love that. Uh, And, you know, we're kind of in the middle of my positive story, like last night's bingo night and tonight's pen pals and tomorrow's dumb people town. It's like, when's the last time I had shows Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night. And so, that stuff just feels great. And then much to what you said, Noah, uh, my positive thing has just been hearing from people about how much they loved and still love and and in any way that they want can continue to love this show. You just, you, you put things out there, hopefully, at least for me, for the only reason that it's what you would want to have out there it's what you would enjoy and when you find out that that resonates with other people and takes on a life of its own for them and has meaning for them and helps them and entertains them and especially over the last six months in the best kind of way distracts them it just feels great so that's my positive story Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Eberhardt. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Melissa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by C.M. Dugan. Check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There you'll find our weekend edition as well as exclusive back page and mystery episodes, plus so much more. As you know, there's three Patreon tiers available. Currently, the most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. And The Good Night Show is not part of any network, which means your support goes directly to the costs and uh, people that keep this show on the air. Another way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, or just tell everybody you know about this little show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk. And remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night.